episode 150 of the WCIA 3-in-1 pod. And what a name to do it with, the Ruse. The Illini raised the banner at State Farm Center. They beat the Ruse, UMKC, love the nickname, 86-248. Brett Barron's here alongside Andy Olson. We are recapping this Friday night game. And Andy, you were there banner raising. Pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, in the past 15 years, haven't had a lot of chances uh, they have not. to do that. So no, they've done it, it twice in two years. Yeah, it, it was a special moment. And, uh, you know, it's fun to think that those are going to be up there for until Ever. they, until they, the, until the world ends. Forever until the world ends. Ever. Wh- whatever happens first. All right, well, we'll see about that. We're not going all <laughs> apocalyptic here, uh, although it is late, uh, approaching midnight here on the taping of the WCIA 3-in-1 pod. First takes for me, Dane Danger can play, Andy. 20 points, 15 rebounds. Man, yeah. And he could handle a little bit. He was aggressive. I was impressed with Dane Danger tonight. Here's the thing with Dane is, so for the past, since he's been here, which was around the semester break last year. So it's almost been a year. He hasn't even been here a year. Yeah. So everyone that I've talked to that's close with the program has said, Dane's unbelievable. You're not going to like, you're not, you don't, he's so good. His his handles are so good. Um, and you look at him on the bench, you're like, he's a center. Like he's, he's a big guy. Like, what do you mean? His handles are, are yeah. unbelievable. Like he's, he, he didn't cut it at Baylor. Didn't see the floor. You know, like no way. Yeah, no way. He he is as good as people are hyping him up to be behind the scenes, and he's pretty damn good. <laughs> through two, through two games, everything that someone has said to me about Dane has turned out to be true. I mean, the way that he is able to to handle himself, he he has incredible awareness and like the spatial awareness. First of all, and like yeah. just the ability to to move so well for such a big guy. And that I think is going to be such a, such a key component of what Illinois can be. If he continues coming off the bench and you're throwing that at opponents, like good night. Holy cow. What, what a game, what a two games he's had so far in his Illini career, six ten and two sixty five, And he's dropped 30 pounds. I mean, yeah. and he's, he looks legit out there. Uh, Brad Underwood called him a dancing bear. The dancing bear was my, f- is, That's has to be the best nickname on the team. Now pretty I think. good comparison. I think yeah. to what hundred percent, uh, 43 to seven Illinois outscores UMKC bench points in that. Uh, wow. That's pretty remarkable. And you're going to have that right. Dane gets almost half of those 43 points coming off the bench, 20 and 15 career night for him. Uh, Terrence Shannon scores 14. He was second on the Illini in points. Jaden Epps and Sky Clark both in double digits for the first time. The second thing that stands out to me after Dane is that, that Sky Clark and particularly Jaden Epps plays 23 minutes tonight, essentially the same minutes off the bench that Sky Clark played. And they played together at times. I thought that was impressive and both needed for those guys to get in a little bit of a rhythm, play equal minutes. Uh, they were, I thought, very, very good tonight. Yeah, that's all this portion of the season is about. You're expecting Illinois to go out and win these first three games, and that, and that includes Monmouth on Monday. Uh, all of this is about getting the, the team to gel, to find their rhythm, to find their groove, and I feel like I just keep saying it over and over again because that's really what this is about. I don't know the last time Illinois 
has only had four returners. Like, th- this is yeah. uh, uncharted territory in, in the way that Illinois needs to go about getting into their season and, and finding out who they are as a team. So finding those moments for Clark, for Epps, to get in there and feel what it's really like to play at a high level in a college game is going to be so important moving forward, even as soon as next week when they're playing UCLA on Friday in Las Vegas, which is going to be such a good game. I'm convinced of it after these first two games. So getting UCLA's those guys, pretty they're pretty good. I think it's <laughs> going to be a, be a big game. test. We'll see. It, it sure will be, uh, which is fine, even if they lose that one. Sure. We're going to talk more about that, not tonight, but in, in the future. Uh, but getting those guys those moments, the first game it was sincere. Harris, I felt like, was kind of his arrival. Yeah. Didn't get to double-digit points, but had really important minutes that he played. Ty Rodgers has been so good, just in general. Maybe he doesn't have the points on the stat sheet, but in every facet of the game, he's getting involved and, and making big plays. I mean, and I can't talk about the guys who are transfers, Shannon. And, and you know, Meyer needs to, to play a little bit better. I, I know he's a streaky guy, but um, what Terrence has done so far has exceeded expectations i think for what he could be in illinois i'm calling it the hashtag tj tomahawk yeah i just love man he's just he's good so at it. athletic and it was the first points of the game for the illini team. it was like, a little bit of a struggle bus early two in the minutes game they go with scoreless yeah. and then that was out for both teams and then that was the only bucket for a while because illinois <laughs> started one of 18 from the floor brutal yeah uh, from both teams really and maybe you expect that a little bit they raised the banner before the game they get the rings yeah. a little sluggish brad Underwood was more emotional than I thought even the players were Yeah, in the post game. You can hear some of his comments uh, on our Twitter pages, posted some videos there, but like he said afterwards, this meant just as much to him as beating Iowa last year in this regular season finale to win the big 10 title, yeah. like, to see the banner go up, to see Trent, Kofi, DeMonte and Alfonso all back, all playing professionally. But Trent made a 13 hour flight from Serbia and, and he's getting, he's going back. Tomorrow. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Alfonso was playing a game in Mexico City last, last night. night. Last night. He was in Mexico City, and tonight yeah. he's here. I mean, just pretty incredible stuff. That, and Brad talked a lot about that and what that meant uh, for him. And, you know, that was cool. And Brad uh, getting choked up in the postgame press and conference. that's what Illinois needs to be, you know, just a quick, you know, word on the program. Like, from where he took it over to where it is at now, like, Illinois is not Duke, Kansas you know, no, North Carolina. They're not a blue blood. This is what they need to be. And, you know, getting those guys to buy into the program. And that's not going to be every recruit out there. You know, you're not going to get guys in the top 10. Some guys, maybe there are some guys who care about the program and care about winning like that. But, you know, this is the type of program that Underwood needs to create. And he has. And maybe I think that played a part into it, seeing his idea for how successful Illinois can be coming to fruition. Yeah, and I think for Underwood, it was all about having the freshmen and the newcomers see that. Oh, absolutely. To see how much that meant yeah. to Trent. What was the video? Because we didn't see that. Uh, so there was a video thing. of, and the way that Brad explained it afterwards, they had a highlight reel um, really going from the start of Trent's career uh, to where he ended up and, and all the it, the, the, it was long, all the accolades, all the awards and everything, uh, just listing them out. Really cool hype video that I hope they drop online at some point. Cause I would love to yeah, watch it again. I've seen it online. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and put to really cool music a- as well. Uh, and just going through everything. And Brad explained after the game, uh, he, Trent was the only one who had that all the other three returners right. We're just announced, and then they walked. Trent, the last one to be announced, had that video play before he walked out to get his ring. Brad explained afterwards that they did that because he is 
unsure if his jersey is going to get hung in the rafters because yeah, Illinois has the has the all the marks that you need to hit, and Trent hasn't hit those, even though how stellar of a career he had. Yeah. He said he wanted to give Trent that moment because of he was unsure about I got the jersey hanging. So really cool moment for him. Yeah, watching on our feed, sitting here at the station and, and watching online, we had it all, uh, and you can watch it now on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Just search uh, Illinois Championship Banner Raising. Like, it just felt like it was going on for a while. There. It was a long time. And, yeah. and that moment, certainly well-deserved for, for Trey, who by all accounts is, does not hit those metrics to get his jersey raised. And there's a lot of guys that haven't. You look at Corey Bradford, a guy that's yeah. super impactful for Illinois. You know, there, There's a lot of guys that are not – jersey raising level but still very very impactful and, mm-hmm. and trent certainly qualifies for that uh terrence sheeran junior four of 12 not the most efficient day one of five from three did hit his free throws though still scratches 14 and i do feel like andy that we're gonna have some of these games for terrence where he may be a high volume shooter and is he's still gonna have double digit points but mm-hmm. like it's not that good of a game for him no you know it, what i mean and he did have five assists give him credit for that but like you know, he's going to be the guy. He's showing he's the dude. I think that's okay. And I think that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm 100% with You're right. He is the dude. I, so when they were 1-18, I was seeing on Twitter, someone had posted, like, okay, so who is the need-a-basket guy on this team? And I still think that that is Terrence Shannon Jr., yeah. the guy that you go to when you need yes. a bucket. You know, last year, you know, it could be Trent. It could be Kofi, depending on what the situation was. It was Io before that. This team, I think it's Terrence. I think they're in a really good spot with him as that guy. I agree. And Brad questioned, you know, before the season, we had him in studio, and he's like, you know, hey, I don't know who I'm going to at the end of the game. Yeah. It's it's Terrence. Absolutely. He knows 100%. who he's going to now. Yeah. Like, you, we can see that. It's, and be, it's because he can score in so many different ways. Yeah. The, the highlight reel dunks, he showed last game he could hit from three, only one of five tonight from beyond the arc, but it wasn't a good night overall for him shooting. Uh if he needs to pull out the fade, I'm sure he could. Yeah. Uh, he just it seems to have it all in his bag, and he's the one that needs to take yeah, the last and he's, shot. He's the driver. Like He's the yes. one that's going to get downhill to yep. the rim, draw a foul, and yeah. you feel good about him making the free throws. A little bit of a heat check night for Coleman Hawkins, 3 of 7, 0 of 3 from 3 after putting up that huge career night on Monday. Mm-hmm. But what was your assessment of him on the court? Did it look like he was pressing? How was he playing into the system tonight despite not having a great night? I'm not sure he was pressing. He seemed patient, okay, and I think that's good. Maybe he was impatient when he was trying to get it going early on, but after those first three misses from three, he didn't take another one. Those were all like in, within the first eight minutes of the game. Um, he fell into a role later on, and he seemed to move the ball really well after that. Played good defense, and that's kind of what we knew we would get from Coleman coming into this season was – really good defense, and then we were going to see how the offense shaped out. Game one, we saw how it can be at its best. Tonight's game, we see what he can do when he's just playing a role, and the points are coming from somewhere else. And I think that's good to have these types of games early so that you, you he can understand how to play in those types of games sure. late in the season when you're playing Big Ten opponents. You still found a way to score 86 points when, when Coleman Hawkins was struggling, and he realized he was struggling, so he didn't take as many shots. Which I yeah. think was important, and I think that's the important thing. There is like he okay, realized if you don't have it. Yeah, realize that, and then find a way to facilitate others. And that, he did. He did a great thing. job of that. Okay, well, that's good to hear. For uh, you know, the emotional or not emotional, the roller coaster game we've seen from 
Coleman and the ups and downs. Yeah. Can he handle the downs? I think that's a that's a big question mark going forward. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say he was it was brought up in the postgame as well that he was helping others who were down and showing negative body language. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. that he'll be good at that this year as far as being able to handle uh those downs. Really impressed with Jaden Epps. Thirteen points. You know, we mentioned just a few moments ago, three assists. Uh, maybe the biggest thing in all that, Andy, no turnovers. And that's yeah. in 23 minutes and 42 seconds. Like, yeah. I just thought, man, he, he seemed composed. He seemed within himself. Three or four from the free throw line. Like, if they – and I know we talked to Sky and Jaden, but, like, if, if they get that point guard play out of him and realize it's UMKC, I get yeah. it. Let's see it a week from tonight against Tiger Campbell and, you know, Jaime Jaquez and all of that against UCLA. We'll get back to that in a week's time. But, like, I, I don't know. I just, I've just i been becoming more and more impressed with Jaden. Well, that was the huge question Moment's mark. Moment's not too big for him. Yeah. That's what I feel like. The big question mark coming into the season was, who's going to play point guard? Sure. And tonight, your two options were, were two of your better guys on the team. So getting those moments for Sky and for Jaden to show what they can do against Division One opponents – it doesn't matter that it's UMKC. These are still the best guys that they've ever played against, not in practice. Yes, 1,000%. You know what I mean? So getting that experience at this point in the season is going to be so good for them. And even against UCLA, even even if they just get run over, nothing goes right against the Bruins, Like still getting that out of the way is going to be important for their development this year. Yeah, and they're going to see two high-major teams, two Power 5 teams back-to-back. Uh, any concerns about R.J. Melendez? Two for seven, a little bit of a quiet night in 21 minutes for him, one of three from three. What did you take away from what R.J.'s done? Because he hasn't certainly come out of the gate here in the first mm-hmm. two games and, you know, tore down the house or anything. Yeah, there's certainly some uh, concern with, with R.J. And I don't know what it is about his game that's off. They were trying to get him going from three again early, and it, it just didn't really go for him. I know he made one, uh, but it just... I don't know if it's just a confidence thing for him right now. He's still just a sophomore, right? I feel like we were having the same conversation about Coleman Hawkins last year. Sure. Um, you know, something just needs to go right for him. And then I think once he finds that confidence again, we're going to start seeing more of that role player that we saw at points last year. The guy that we saw against Houston in the round of 32 in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, he was um, brimming with confidence then. I just yeah. don't know if I really see that quite yet. And, and it doesn't mean it's not there. It's just we don't see Sometimes it. we see guys when they take on a leadership role worry too much about that leadership role sure. and, and aren't focused on their game as much. And I think maybe that's what we saw against Houston was – he didn't have any of that extra stuff on his shoulders. He was just playing the game. And as soon as he gets back to that, I think is when he'll start to take off this year. Matthew Meyer, 12 minutes, 50 seconds, 205 from the floor, 104 from three, just five points, uh, commits three fouls, and has two rebounds. Concern level for Matthew Meyer after two games? Yeah, I think it's there as well. Uh, and I've heard that he is a streaky guy. So, you know, it's not going to be. Um, a roller coaster in a sense it's going to be more of um i don't even it'd be a bad roller coaster if you're just riding either you're riding high or riding low there's not much up and down Uh, i think that's the way it is with matthew meyer and he just happens to be down right now Uh, it could be the same thing with the confidence it could be the physicality he got to illinois late in the summer as he finished things up at baylor uh, so I called him out of shape when he got here. Yeah. So trying to get into that playing shape, I, I think is what is still hampering, hampering him a little bit. 
Um, we'll see how it develops in the coming weeks, but certainly there's concern. Um, now, I'm not like, you know, pressing the, the red eject button on the season or anything like that. Same with RJ Melendez, right? We're two games into the year. Uh, you just yeah. would have hoped to see more from them at this point. So, you know, we'll see what happens against Monmouth and then going into those Power 5 games. The one thing I do will take from Meyer, though, he seems to be communicating on the court. He seems yeah. to be a good teammate. You and know. that comes with the experience that he's had at Baylor and winning a national championship, yeah. which is what they were so hoping for. And I don't think, you know, because by and large on those teams, he wasn't the guy. No, he you was know, just he a role player. guys around him and a really good role player for Absolutely. what he did. Uh, but I don't think he's going to panic. You know what I mean? No. Like for some of those guys, even like an RJ, you know, you wonder, okay, well, how does he take that? If he, if we're, if they're five or six games in and he mm-hmm. really hasn't played to his potential, how do you handle that? You know, that's to me where like a sophomore slump comes in. I, I don't get that feeling from Matthew Meyer because yeah. he's been around the block, but you know, we'll see. He's got to play more than 12 minutes. So, and Brad did say afterwards that look, he's got to defend. Yeah. It sounded like defending and the lack thereof was more of the issue of, of Matt. You know, not even playing 13 minutes. All right, they're 2-0. and I think overall, Alana fans should feel really good. Uh, do you think they move up the rankings at all? I think they're about the same. I don't know what's third going in. I don't know what's happened ahead of them. Not I, much. I, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I exactly. Much. I've not been been keeping up to date. I don't think they've done anything yet that yeah. is necessitates them moving up in the rankings. So I think they're going to stay the same. I certainly don't think they move down. I mean, they've won... A game by 30 yeah. and a game by 40. So Now, they've taken care of business overall. They've done what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to most likely do that against Monmouth on Monday. They'll be the way more talented team. And then a week from tonight, uh, or six days from now, if you're listening on Saturday, you, you know, we're going to see. And that's, yeah. that's the fun part about this team. Uh, they need that game experience. They need those roles. And I feel like one more game will certainly set them up for that. All right, another football pod coming uh, later today now as we move past midnight here <laughs> at WCIA 3 Podcast Studios. Three straight days of pods. I love it. We're going to have the Sunday no huddle on Sunday as actually, well. Yeah. Wow. Actually going to be four, Friday, Saturday. Sunday, We're going to have Monday. Monday. Oh, my goodness. Let's do it. I guess Big so. time. For Andy, I'm Brett. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again tomorrow after the football game. 21st-ranked Illinois host Purdue, 11 a.m., and maybe one step closer to Andy for the Illini. Six-and-a-half-point favorites over the Boilermakers. We'll do it again then. Thanks for listening.